It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. From the land of the free and the home of the Chiefs, this is the Locked On Chiefs podcast. Welcome back to Locked On Chiefs. This is, uh, well, this is a tough one to deal with. The most important game of the preseason has come and gone, and rut row, they don't look like they're ready. Uh, I don't think there's any nicer way to put it, but... I don't know. We're, we're going to talk it through. Um, I'm Ryan, the founder at Rogue Analytics, as well as your host at RGR Football. And Chris, I, I don't know what to say, man. Um, well, if you had, no, if you knew what to say, I guess that you'd be better off than I am because I have no clue what to say. Uh, <laughs> at least the first part of that game was, was rather disgusting, especially considering Chicago's playing its backups in a lot of ways. Well, that's the thing for me. It's like, Okay, if you're if if you're still trying to put it together, you got a new quarterback, you got a bunch of new players on defense. Okay, that's one thing, but you're playing against the backups, all of them. It's ridiculous. I I I'm starting to doubt my own ability to see whether this team can actually be what I think they can be or not. Well, if we take a small step back, and this is the only thing that really gives me a little bit of pause, uh, what did we see? The Bears attacked in the. In pass, that's all they really did. They didn't run the ball very well. Uh, Kansas City was able to shut that down. So there's good things there. Now, if you look at who Kansas City is missing, uh, didn't have Chris Jones play at all, I don't think. Didn't see him. Uh, The entire starting defensive line didn't play. That does make a difference. Yeah, and I I thought Jones was out there. I I could be wrong. So Well, if he played, it was was – just with Houston and Ford, it wasn't any further than that. I didn't. I don't remember seeing him though. Right. Yeah. Houston and Ford were out of there pretty quickly. Well, and I and that's something that pisses me off more than anything else is seeing what they've done with Houston because I think they've relegated him to the other side of the ball. Yeah. Well, and, and we knew that was going to happen. I know you don't like it, but it hasn't been really mixed messages. They're they're going to try to set up D to give him as much help as possible. Well, and I think that they're going to regret that later in the season because, to me, I think you would uh, put Justin where he's best and let him uh, stand up against the run and let D try to do what he does and get replaced by Speaks midway through the year or passing him midway through the year. Yeah, and that may happen. And quite honestly, I don't know that we have any idea if D Ford and his back can hold up for a season anyway. So that may be – what exactly what happens, and they may revert to Justin on his original left-hand side. I can hope, because to me, he's much better on the other side of the ball where he can anchor against the right tackle and defend against the run and shut down that that running side of the ball for the most part. Well, that's that's certainly problematic, but I don't but think that's still the no biggest Barry. No, it's not. <laughs> no, the secondary looked like crap. Um, you know, Steven Nelson not playing at all. Uh, really hurt. Uh, Skandrick made some bad plays, I thought, uh, but obviously so did Amerson. So, see, I thought you know. Skandrick was mixed. I saw a couple of things he let get away from, but quite honestly, I couldn't see the whole play. I wish we had all twenty-two for the preseason, but I thought he held up better than Amerson. I thought Amerson was just not as build. I I don't think he can play in this scheme. I've been worried about it all off season, and I hate to say it, 
if they don't back him off and let him play in a zone, maybe even at a safety position, I don't know that he can help this team. And he certainly struggled. Um, you know, the the other thing that you watched, and I think that they're still more than a little bit, of, uh, more than a hair away from the ball or a hair away from there where they should be. Raglan and Hitchens look good in a lot of ways, but they definitely were struggling against the pass. Um, and Raglan was still struggling to uh, hit people when he was wanting to. So, you know, they're not back there yet. And I don't know that they'll be back there for the for the opener because they're not going to play next week. Right. You know, and, and that's, I think they got an extended time today because they needed it. And I agree with you. They both look a step slow. And that's what happens when you miss for the majority of training camp. Um, but knocking that rust off was it was done in a large part uh, against the Bears. And if, if they can practice solidly the next week, they have to continue that. But you're, you're right. Uh, I, I think that the effort to stop the run showed there. Like you said, they were a step slow maybe. Uh, but you can see that they're going to get to the ball. Uh, and when they when they do knock that rust off, the recognition's there. I think the attacks there um, still need a lot of reps in in that, that shallow zone coverage that both of them are going to have to play because I thought that's where they really got taken advantage of. Yep, and that's very concerning. Uh, obviously, watching this defense play was concerning. Um not really that much great to say about the defense. I thought they played lackluster most of the day, even when the second teamers got in there. Uh, I do think that Justin Hamilton is making a late push for the roster, although I think he's probably out just because of the numbers that you're going to have crunched at other positions. I think so, but I'm glad you brought up the D-line because I thought uh, I thought the player of the day was Derek Noddy. Uh, I saw him make splash after splash, submarined on that fourth down play. Uh, I think he really showed what he's going to be able to do in the base defense. In, and again, their goal of stopping the run, I think he looks like he's going to be a solid part of it. Xavier Williams didn't even play, but I, I think they have a nice rotation there with Naughty. Oh, I absolutely agree with that. I think that Naughty is going to be a good player for them this year. Uh, and I think he's going to be more valuable than we thought he was because I do agree he was able to stand up and, and not be moved. Um, so I do think that he's going to be a good player this year. Other than that, defensive line, I, I was not very impressed with. Purcell I saw a little bit of, but uh, there was also times where he stood at the point of attack and then let the guy get out and around him uh, when he had no help outside. So uh, really mixed bag from the defensive line. And when you look at what the outside linebackers were able to do. You talk about uh, Tano Passanio and, and Bruin Speaks. I thought Speaks and Passanio got some push, and I'm really going to hate that penalty. Uh, yeah, I hear you. And you know what? Let's just, just go to we... let's just go to flag football. Yeah, it's, it's about that point. Actually, before we talk about them, because I think they're on the positive side and we should start slanting that direction, um, let's take a break here. We'll come right back. We'll talk about the positives. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. 
So I agree with you. I think uh, Speaks had kind of a stupid penalty, um, and that is on him, that kind of late hit that he did in college quite a bit. Um, that'll get trained out of him, but that was just over-exuberance, I want to say. But I thought – I don't well, but I don't even want to – Honestly, I don't want to talk about the penalty, but I thought Tano, that move against a backup tackle, okay, that's fine. But I thought Tano put a couple of things together in order to make that hit in the first place. Well, no, and I don't disagree with that. My issue with the penalty on Speaks is, to me, he started even going in when the running back was still up. Uh, I get what you're saying, and that's probably going to be trained out of him. But to me, that's uh, that's a ticky-tack call. Uh he started leaning in going towards that hit and basically tried to get his head out of there. So it wasn't spearing him with his head. And at that point the runner goes down. So tough play on it tough call on him. The call on passing, you know, however, give me a break. Um, you're, I guess you're not allowed to sack a QB anymore. Well, and I had a lot of people, a lot of people seeing the same thing I did. Jeff Schwartz, Brett Coleman. I mean, all the beat guys said pretty much the same thing, except I think it, I think it was Nate Taylor that said there is that new clause in delivering your weight, your full weight to the quarterback or something, and and launching whatever. Um, maybe the all twenty two would give us an idea of, of just how far away he is, but I didn't I didn't consider it launching. Uh, the, he's a long man. He's super tall, and so if he left his feet, I don't I don't know that he traveled that far. Is my point? So I can't really see that aspect of it. When they came back and said on the broadcast that that was why he got called for that penalty was that he put the full weight of his body onto the QB. I'm sorry. You can't take hitting out of football. Yeah, I don't care. I, mean, I, I don't care if you're trying to protect quarterbacks. Am I going to get pissed off if Patrick Mahomes has something like that happen to him? Probably. But I don't know that I could really complain about the call because, to me, that was a clean hit. He didn't spear him. He didn't, like – pick him up and try to drive him into the dirt. He just hit him. Well, and that's and, the thing is I've, I've defended the NFL and their stance on the helmet rule because, okay, that's fair because it can be a weapon used like that. Targeting in college, same thing. But when he's face up and comes in underneath the quarterback's shoulder and basically does a form tackle, like you said, you can't take hitting out of the game. That's not protecting the quarterback just because somebody lands on him. It's been that way since day one in the NFL. Yeah. And this is going to turn into, I mean, USFL? Is that what you're looking for? Because that's just ridiculous. you got to reward guys who've made the adjustment from not leading with the top of their head to actually tackling correctly, but still making an impact. You have to make impacts in this game. Yeah. It's. I was beside myself when I saw that penalty because to me, there's no way you can call that. Uh, it's just not fair. I mean, that was. We saw that the Vikings had that same type of penalty earlier this season, in the preseason, and they called it then. I'm wondering if he's going to get a uh, fine, and if he gets a fine, I I really don't know what you're going to do because that's the NFL telling the, the officials that they're right. And God, I, if he gets a fine, I'll pay it. <laughs> Be careful what you say because that fine's going to be like twenty grand. Oh well, yeah. Okay. Don't think you want to pay that. Yeah, yeah. Don't (laughs) think you want to pay that. My point is, is that you cannot make that a penalty. That is a clean hit. He didn't lead with his helmet. He didn't try to spear him. Yes, he may have led, or may he may have ended up with his full body weight on him. But how do you take him down in that position otherwise? 
Yeah, I mean, I mean, honestly, gonna, I wouldn't. I thought he ended yourself. up landing on an elbow. Well, you're gonna hurt, you're gonna hurt yourself. True. I mean, trying to sack the QB, you're gonna hurt yourself. Is that fair to the defensive players? And I understand this isn't about being fair. It's never gonna be fair when it comes to QBs versus defensive players. But you can't. I digress. You you can't call that a penalty. Yeah. Well, with that, let's let's forget the penalty. The move was good. He got pressure. Speaks was pushed to the pocket. I I think what you saw from Speaks is that he doesn't have that raw speed. There was a couple of times Daniel just kind of ran away from him. But and, and that's why I was tweeting during the game that you know what? There's still there's still guys out there that might be able to help. And right now, you never know. They need to keep five. Is there a guy out there that maybe gets cut that can that can help with that kind of speed rush sometimes? Sure. You never know. But I think we saw enough that we know that they're at least making progress. Um, I wanted to see more, but I can't say that I'm disappointed with either of them. Well, and I think that you're, what you said is fair. I think that there's a lot of progress that both of them can make. And maybe they can go out and then get somebody else, but I think the position they really need to be looking somewhere else is corner. Uh, and safety probably as well, although their best chance at a safety went last week. So, yeah, I don't know. It's going to be rough this year if this defense continues to play the way they are. And, you know, without Jones playing most of the day, without Eric Berry in there, I didn't see fire from the defense. And it's okay. I mean, it's okay to not show that necessarily in the preseason, I guess. But you would still hope that they would have some competitive fire, and it just wasn't there. Yeah. I, I agree with you. You know, I mean, honestly, I was pretty happy with what I saw from Eric Murray. Uh, there was one play where he he was on an inside turn as the receiver was going down, and I think he, he thought his teammates were going to get to Daniel. Daniel cut up, and he basically didn't even realize that Daniel's running past him while he's trying to, to cover the receiver. Uh, other than that mental flub, which went a lot like D Ford running away from Frank Gore that time, um, other than that, I thought he came up well. I thought he was in position. I didn't see anything get behind him on him. Um, he did have to cover Hammerson a couple of times, and I don't know. McQuay, I saw, miss a tackle or two, uh, but I thought he, he did all right. Uh, Watts, I thought, made a couple of, of plays late, um, and Stearns did as well, though Stearns missed a, a pretty good uh, open field tackle that I was concerned about. <sighs> I think we need to switch over to the other side of the ball. I just uh, talking about this defensive unit, I, although I will say one thing, and, and we will talk about this on the offensive side of the ball because I think they've done it to an offensive player as well. Um, I think Demontre Wade is being hidden. Okay. Let's take a break. We'll come right back and talk about that. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Okay, so tell me why you think Demontre Wade, of all people, is, is who's being hidden. Didn't play at all. Didn't play at all last week. Didn't play at all this week. And there's no reason that he shouldn't be in the game. 
he's better than the corner that was ahead of him today, which is number 43, uh, Philip Dor- Dorland, I think. Dorland. Yeah. Uh, and if you don't play him, it's because you don't want tape on him, in my opinion. And he hasn't been rumored to be injured. I haven't heard anything about an injury. Um, and this should take us into the offensive side because I think they're doing the same thing with Blake Mack. Yeah, I didn't see him play either. I heard my boy Ellis' name called a couple times, but I didn't see him get a target. So, um, I didn't even see Ellis in the game either. So, I yeah. didn't even hear his name called. But we'll have to double check his snap count. But yeah, I, I didn't see Mac play at all. I think I think it's at this point without uh, anything major going on next week that you can get him to the practice squad. Oh yeah, yeah, and 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 uh, the corner as well, Demontre Wade as well. I think you can. Um, you know, the question right now is, is are they going to going to go out and get another corner? Or are they going to go throw money at, at uh, Bashad Breeland? Because boy, it looks like the secondary could use the help. I, I got to tell you, if you don't, or if you don't find a way to use David Amerson in a way that David Amerson is effective. And that means playing off zone, playing cover three, moving him to safety, possibly. I, it's a wasted year if your defense is going to be that much of a sieve for Patrick Mahomes. And I think, I think going out and talking to Breland again uh, is something they need to look at because it, this should have been a game where Dave Emerson steps up and shows you what he can look like in the regular season, that he can do the 90% press that they asked him about in the preseason, that he can play man coverage like Bob wants him to play. But good Lord, I don't think I've been more scared about a season since Andy Reid came to town than right now. Well, and I get it because you look at what they've been doing defensively and it just doesn't make any sense compared to what you would expect. Um, And that's all there really is to it. Uh, If we flip over to the offensive side of the ball, I thought Mahomes looked good for the most part in coming out of the first half and coming into the first half and coming into the second half. So I do think there are things to build on there. Um, I do not like what Reed did with Spencer Ware because I think it looked like he was more in – more purposely trying to get Spencer where it carries than he was really caring about the offense and trying to get plays together. Yeah. But I think that's important though. I mean, I, I you got to get some I hits think, on Spencer so that he's ready. And I think that's important, but at the same time, you don't do it at the expense of your offense. You don't run two specific runs when you've actually started to move the ball passing. Yeah. But, you know, think what you want. I just I was upset because they actually started moving the ball, and then they just give the ball to Spencer Ware, and they expect Patrick to come up with a third and long play. Well, I'll tell and you that's why a they position moved the ball. put them in. Yeah, that's fair, but but I'll tell you why they were able to move the ball, and that's because I think Andrew Lively looks solid. Um, I know uh, Cam Irving got hit for a penalty late, which was kind of rinky dink, but. Uh, I thought he looked okay too. Uh, not as powerful, but athletic. And this what was, was the bear. Uh, it was like pushing somebody off the pile or something. It was dumb. But I think I think what they found is that, that they can certainly play against twos. I think that's encouraging for it in terms of confidence and, and utility going forward. Uh, I know that LDT practiced lightly last week. Maybe they get him back this week. So maybe. Um, but I think Wiley and probably Inger. Inger however I'm supposed to say it. I think those guys are definitely on the roster, and it, then it comes down to, do you keep an eighth? Can you hide McKenzie? I don't know. Well, I'm, I will be surprised if it's Iyengar as opposed to Witzman, but maybe I'm wrong on that. 
Uh, Eyinger looked like he was getting run around by third and fourth string defensive ends today. So, but uh, a lot of question marks in a lot of different places. I did like seeing Chase Litton play, and I did like seeing uh, my boy Marcus Kemp get a good catch. Yeah, and, yeah, and, and the run after it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very aware. Uh, and I think Litton is, is solidly the number three quarterback. I think you're going to see McGloin next week. Um, maybe they're trying to shop him. I've heard from multiple people, including Ben Albright, that there's interest in the Broncos staff in McGloin uh, if and when he's cut, which I expect to happen now. Um, and that's that's problematic, I mean, just for sharing his knowledge of the Chiefs offense. So I'd like to see them be able to work out a trade somewhere, even if it's for you know a conditional pick in 2023. Just don't let him go to Denver. Yeah. Well, you can only be concerned about so much. Um, I understand what you're saying on that, and I agree with you. But at the end of the day, if they want him, they're going to get him. And unfortunately, there's not much Kansas City can do about it. Yeah. <sighs> well, I think Brutal that's. Game, though. Yeah. I, I mean, there's not much left good to say. So oh. I, I think we'll leave it there. No, I do have a question for you. Okay. But let's take another quick break. Did Sammy Watkins quit on the ball? Uh, that that one deep ball? Yep. Uh, I, did, I did not see the route. I did not see the replay. I don't know. I saw that tweeted out. I don't know that I trust the source, so we'll, we'll find out. Well, I saw it from multiple different people, so I wasn't sure. I know yeah. the source you're talking about, but uh, to me it was really hard to tell. It looked like he was hand fighting, and there was a lot of contact there. Um, boy, those officials really – Got on my nerves a little bit today with some of those calls. Uh, well, and I'll tell you this, if he if he got into contact and he did quit on it, that's again what I've been talking about for the last week, probably uh, both on here and on the video. Like he's got to do the details. He, last week with Tyreek should have shown him you you can't quit on any route. Period. End of story. Yeah. Um, and that's he clearly in his presser this last week looked like he's still a little a little shell shocked with the volume of the playbook. Um, and it still feels like he's, he's still in that super studious mode. I, it feels like he's thinking a lot, uh, and that's something that when he gets past, he's going to be great. And he just has to follow through and hit all those little details about playing that position opposite Tyreek. But you cannot stop on the ball. And Mahomes showed him, uh, yeah, that throw to Hill last week should have shown him that you can't stop on a play. And yeah, and that's one of the details I'm talking about. Like you have to run every route until the whistle blows. Right. And if he's running until the whistle blows, that's a big touchdown. And then you don't have people asking, is Watkins going to fit in this offense or not? I mean, we even saw Chris Conley be more involved than Watkins was today. Yeah, I was happy to see that. I think that's that's a glimpse of of the fact that you can feed that guy. He's been he's been underfed ever since he was drafted. And I think um especially if they're gonna roll coverage to to the big names. I think he's a guy that can take advantage inside. Well, the other question I would have would be, what do they do with uh, the wide receiver position? Because you look at, you know, you've got the top four that are set. Those aren't going to change. Chris Conley and Demarcus Robinson are three and four. And you know who your number one and two are. What do you do with five and six? Because right now, uh, you know, Matt Derrick tweeted out that he thinks five and six are Dat and Kemp. And I think it's Kemp and Chesson. I know they like that. And and Dat is not giving up. I give him a ton of credit 
I mean, I, to the point that I would normally be cussing on this thing, but he, he was not going quietly. No, he's not. You know? And I appreciate that. He is a tough little dude. No, I appreciate it as well. I just don't see how he can contribute on a meaningful basis when you have this is this is not the swing pass drag route uh, bubble screen thing out of the the backfield that that that's been production wise able to do with Smith. This is get down the field. This is run crossing routes at 20 yards, and I don't think that he can outplay either Chesson or Kemp in that particular area. Well, and to me, it goes a little bit further than that. Just beyond the, can he play those? I don't know that he's going to be the second best returner on the team anymore. Right. Uh, I mean, he had a good, he had a great punt return. Don't get me wrong. His punt return is fantastic. But I, I think they see a lot of things that they like in Traymon Smith. So, um, to me, I just think the value is more going to be, uh, I could see Dieter and Kent being five and six. Maybe it's Chesson, but I haven't seen Chesson do anything on offense. And I know it isn't necessarily an offensive position, but you still have to be able to produce and contribute elsewhere, and he has not done anything. That's absolutely true. I tell you this, if I was Andy Reid, as I was hugging Matt Nagy right now, I'd be like, listen, I'll uh, I'll give you Dat and McGloin for Kylie Fitz. Straight up. Let's not even go home. Because, I mean... As soon as Dat is cut, he will be in Chicago. I guarantee that. Um, I, I, I don't know. Forgive me. I, I saw know, I saw Fitz on there, but what position does he play? Uh, he's the outside linebacker. Okay. Um, was more what of a DN in college. And what it's funny because I got tons of Bears fans telling me I'm crazy. They're never getting rid of him. But everywhere I look, I'm hearing from people that say that he's on the bubble. So I don't know. We'll find out, but. Folks, that's post game. Uh, that's all I can really stomach talking about this game anymore. So I think we'll wrap it there. Um, but we will have more analysis. We'll have Matt Derrick sometime this week, hopefully. Uh, we will have Seth. Some other things coming up. We're getting ready for that roster cut down. So keep it tuned here, and we will be back with you tomorrow. And just one last quick note for everybody Andy Reid said no injuries coming from the game. So that's a good sign. Job number one accomplished. That's yep. awesome. Talk to you all tomorrow. Thank you. Subscribe to the show on iTunes or Google Play. Follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Chiefs. Check out my work at RGR Football on YouTube. Chris's work on LockedOnChiefs.com. And all of Seth's film analysis at TheAthletic.com. Thanks for listening. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. 
If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.